The voice of the Blue Bombers one-on-one with Mike O'Shea. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. And we are ready for your texts and calls for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. The number is 204-780-6868. The romping victory over the Montreal Alouettes in the rearview mirror, looking ahead to a home-and-home, a little Labor Day banjo bowl with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, a matchup the Bombers have absolutely dominated in the last few years. 204-70-68-68, the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Mike, it is great to see you. Uh, Thursday to Sunday turnaround, buying uh, buying some extra time to prepare for the next game? Yeah, absolutely. Um not a full bye week, but the players enjoyed some extra time off and uh, the coaches too. It just uh, changes the urgency of the preparation. So a little more time to think and be creative and watch a little more film and, and also, um, you know, rest too. So it's uh, it's pretty good. Sask will be coming off a, off a bye week and, and this feels almost like a bye week too. Do you like that extra time to think and create? And th- what you're talking, I think it's important for our for our coaches. It's certainly all the time off is. I've always said is very important to the players. But when the coaches can get uh, a little extra time to themselves, for themselves, for their families, um, yeah, they're they're happier people for sure. And and you know. They certainly, they don't stop working. That's probably the the issue, the problem, is they don't really stop working. I get right? that. So, yep. But um, but it's the kind I, of work like you when get to do. I like when they're refreshed. Yeah. They, 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 it's just a, a good, it's a good environment. It's a better place, you know, when they get refreshed. And that'll all get zapped. <laughs> uh, you know, after this game, but we won't look that far ahead. I like. I imagine. I imagine when Buck Pierce has time to let his mind relax and just wander and go. You know what I could do with this offense? Dot dot dot. He could come up with some incredible things if he just has he that time has. to play. Well, he exactly. Yeah. And just think, there's there's probably more in the reservoir. He's just thinking if he gets some time to put together. I I enjoy the thought of that. Uh, gosh, it was. 47 to 17, the final score with Montreal uh, in the rearview mirror. How did, uh, how did Thursday go for your team? Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> you know, you put up that many points against what we consider is a very good defense. Um, you know, I think coming into the game, they were top three in the league in terms of points allowed uh, defensively holding teams under 20 on average. So um, to, to, show the resiliency we did, which is honestly, it's really expected. It doesn't always work out that way, but it's not like, it's not like the coaches doubted that the guys would be resilient and the players knew that they would figure it out. Right. So, um, it's a good feeling on the bench for sure. Just, you know, when, when things, bad things happen, they don't, uh, they don't ever seem to escalate into um, something that a head coach may be concerned about with this group. Zach uh, throws two interceptions to get returned for a touchdown. There was being down 22 to Edmonton. I don't feel like the team flinches at much. I don't know what it would take to make them flinch, but I feel like they might be past flinching as it were. Yeah, they probably flinched five years ago or something, you know, but 
it's been pretty steady for for quite some time, as long as I can, uh, for the last bunch of years anyway. Yeah. 204-780-6868 for your calls and your texts. Ken is with us on the text line. Says, hey, coach, what kind of challenges does Jake Dolagala pose on Sunday? That, of course, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders quarterback. The six foot seven. Him and Willie are going to stare each other in the eyes. It's like, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he's 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 tall. He can, he can basically, he's got good, he'll have good vision over the, over the fray in front of him. Um, yeah, he's. Seems to be a bit of a long strider, right? We pulled the ball down, took off, and then there was a designed run for him. Um, it's it's interesting, but uh, he's got a strong arm, and he'll, as we were talking about it, the defensive room. You know, their opinion is that he'll certainly throw the ball downfield. He's he's not going to hold it back. He's going to unleash it. And he's got a he's got a, a strong enough arm to get the ball wherever he needs to put it. Mm-hmm. Overall, Saskatchewan five and five. They have a, a pretty substantial. Uh, point differential negatively. It's in, in the minus sixty. What do you? What are the riders at this at this point in time? What do you? What are their strengths? What are you? I don't want to say nervous about, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. What's to be concerned about for Bomber fans? I might be the wrong guy to ask because I, I just truly believe that these guys are pro athletes and they want to win and they have coaches that put plans together that can allow them to win games. So records and point differentials um, don't really enter into it. The bottom line, as always, if we don't play our best football on the given night, you stand a chance to lose. So it's the same. Who's Saskatchewan? They're going to play a physical brand of football. You saw it when you watched the last game. Um, they were out there flying around, just pounding people. So um, we like that brand of football too. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it will be, they will be well rested. Obviously they will be ready. Uh, they'll be, have their, they'll have their fans. <laughs> It'll be a, a hostile environment, which we've played in and operated well in uh, numerous times, but they're, they're going to come out flying and play in a hard nosed brand of football, which is, I think that's pretty cool. They were, you guys were toe to toe for for a real good stretch of that week two matchup all the way back then. Uh, the Bombers ultimately pulling that one out, forty five to twenty seven. Ron is with us on the phone line. Ron, your first caller tonight. Thank you for that. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hey, thanks uh, for taking my call and congratulations, Coach. On boy, not just a, a really good uh, season, but boy, th- things have been going great for the last number of years and. Uh, I, I don't know how much credit you deserve for it. It's obviously a significant amount, and I just want to tip my hat to you for that. And I also, I've always got a kick out of following your career as a player and now a coach and kind of squaring it up with the history of the Bombers and the league and that. And I, I see a parallel, and I just want your reaction to it. It was an era back when the Bombers also had success under Tommy Clemens, and you will be able to tell me better and I can remember how many great cups he helped us win. I think it was more than one. And it strikes me his style as a quarterback very similar to Zach Claris's. But I'm guessing maybe you even played against Clemens. And I'm just wondering what kind of parallels or what kind of comparisons you might have with the two that would help me as a fan just kind of put things in context. Well, I'm sure this is a very well thought out 
question well laid out, but I just, I don't want to, I'm letting you down here, but I, I don't spend a lot of time watching old film on Tommy Clements and trying to compare him to Zach. Zach Caleros is, is the best quarterback in the league. He has been for a number of years. Uh, he's an athletic, tough uh, leader who manages to make all the players around him better. And uh, as memory would serve me, Tommy Clements was that type of guy also. So Yeah, and it, it seemed they were both tremendously elusive. They weren't fast runners, and I'm not even sure they would be rated as the strongest arm, best throwers in their eras. No. But, man, it just never seemed to get tackled in the backfield. Now I guess that would be the, the biggest similarity I've seen. Yeah. And maybe you as a player against Clements, maybe you found the same. Well, I, I honestly, it's uh, once again, I don't, I don't spend any time doing the comparisons or anything like that. I, I do apologize for that. A lot of people ask me those types of questions, and I get the same answer every time. We're we're just so, um, you know, focused on on what we're doing and our guys. And I just, I, I, as much as I love the league and as I've been a fan for a long time, I, I don't spend a lot of time doing those sorts of things, right? We're just always looking forward to what we got to do today and what, what the next meeting holds in store. So, so your social media content is not on point is what, I, what I'm hearing I, there. I don't, you, you could make some great TikToks about Tommy. No, uh, Ron, I think your read on Kalaris is right. There's no one who went under pressure is sacked less than Zach Kalaris. And, and I, I'm with you on the, on the arm thing. He's incredibly accurate. If he's not the strongest arm in the league, it's, it might be the most accurate. So I, and yeah, you love seeing him just race from the pocket when he has to and make those plays downfield. He is incredible. And, and the Bombers are absolutely blessed. Mm-hmm. And did you play against Clemens? Coach, tell me my last. He reti- I would have missed him. Yeah, I would have yeah. missed him. He, he's, he's 28 years older than myself. So. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. my apologies. That's yeah. That is I, okay. I wanted to let you down gently there. Ron, th- <laughs> thanks for your call. I appreciate you for listening to the show. Yeah. Ron, nice to be with us at 204-780-6868. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. Right now, save up to $50 a bag on DeKalb canola seed. Terms and conditions apply 204-780-6868 for your calls and your texts you can also get me on twitter at dt on ob where winnipeg gordo did said during thursday's game the command center called montreal for contacting the kicker are there limited situations the command center can get involved or is it totally arbitrary as a fan, it feels totally arbitrary. Yeah, there there is a limit to what they can do and over the course of time we've expanded their reach. The goal is to get more things right, to certainly get the obvious ones right. Now we've sort of moved to if it's really obvious, don't don't make a coach use a challenge, just fix it. Um which they did on on that one. You know, so um, I thank them for that. <laughs> it it just makes sense. It just makes yeah. honestly as a fan, it just makes sense. Yeah, you don't want you don't want everything officiated from a booth, you know, with TV angles. But you certainly would like more right. And I think now with the the amount of gaming, the betting that goes on for these contests now, it's. Um, yeah, you just you just 
want it more right. And the, you know, the officials want it right too, right? If there's a, if there's an error they make, they, they'd prefer to have it corrected and, and have it be right so that they don't uh, have a bearing on the outcome of a, of a game. Absolutely. They would. Yeah. Uh, Lyle is with us on the text line says, Oh, another, another rules question. What's the rule in the CFL regarding noisemakers during the game? He feels the artificial noise in Montreal should not be allowed. Lyle preach. Yeah. That's the worst. I think it's, it's more to do with pumping in crowd noise over the stadium system, which they used to be fairly guilty of. Um, I remember if you will indulge me, please. We're at the big O there's, 4,000 people in there. I can hear the knitting needles clack of a lady in like row 40. And you can hear their conversations. It's crazy. And the commissioner, whichever commissioner it was, was there. And pregame, you can hear the vivuzelias, you know, that European horn. The yep. vivuzelias, they're just, everybody's blowing vivuzelias. Like it's, it's so, it's like the place, everybody's got one. Except, I said to the commissioner, I said, those vivuzelias are loud. And he says, yeah. I said, look around. And he looks around. I said, nobody has one. So they were just pumping it through Come the on. entire system, and he, they did nothing about it. They did nothing about it. It was, it was quite interesting. They, they couldn't pump in regular crowd noise. They, they brought in vivuzelias, which were the curse of the 2010 World Cup. Yeah, that's all that's, it was. That's incredible. They, so they were just playing a soundtrack or a... a on the over the loudspeakers, Vivuzelias. So our offense would get on and it would just be Vivuzelias and crazy. <laughs> that is and, and they just nobody would do anything about it. Yeah. In uh to the texter's question, uh in Montreal, it seems like the folks with the horns are positioned absolutely incorrectly, and I would give them if I was the Alouettes, I would give them the best upgraded seats possible because they are much too close to the microphones uh, for for good viewing and good listening. Let's let's say Bob is on the text line as well. Says, Coach, it's been said a great defense wins championships. I believe we have that ready to go. Congrats on that. So my question is, how can the team achieve more consistency on both sides of the ball to better position the Bombers going forward? Yeah, all three phases really. We're looking for a, a greater level of consistency. Um, you know, the question was how, I mean, to me, that's pretty simple. You just, you practice and you study and you show up at work ready to learn. And, you know, our players are determined to be, you know, one play better every single week. And if every guy can do that, you're talking 18 plays times 40 something guys. That's a lot of, uh, positive experience and probably positive outcomes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of one play, Brett or Greg McRae busts off a 48 yard punt return. I think in the booth, I exhaled because I've been kind of waiting for Greg to show us what he can do. Did you have any emotional reaction to Greg's biggest return of the season? Just very happy for him and the guys that have been working so hard to help him break one. Right. It's, it's been a little tight, um, you know, finding those creases and, you know, just everything worked out. And, I mean, it was a great return. Yeah, it, it sure was. Uh, one other spot in the game, and you explained it to us in the post game, but I thought was was interesting. You guys are just whomping Montreal, in my words. And there's a pass interference on Rashid Bailey uncalled. And in the booth, we thought, 
Uh, you could probably let this one slide because the score's out of hand. We need to delay the game. But you had a real good reason why, hey, we chose to challenge this because, and I thought it was really, I thought it was a really solid reason that I'd never considered before. Yeah, I, I mean, we we trust our players to help us make those decisions. And, you know, when a guy like Rashid Bailey, who if you watch closely or even pay attention slightly, you understand how hard he blocks for everybody that's running the football around the edges. He's taking on defensive ends, working downfield, you know, putting his body on the line for his teammates all the time. And he gets a pass, which is clearly, he's clearly interfered with. And if I just let that go, you know, I'm not going to feel good about it. We weren't, it's not that we were trying to get to a certain score or anything like that. It's just, he deserves it. You know, it's, I don't know. He just, uh, he he works so hard all the time, you know, he, he just deserved to be rewarded for that play. And it was obvious, it was obviously interference. Yeah, and I, I'm i hypothesizing he feels supported by the team going, hey, they're, they're, they're looking out for me. I think he would feel that regardless, even if we didn't. But I think just, just was it was a nice little reward for him for the, the amount of work he does, I guess. Yeah, uh, ultimately, uh the passing game was, I, I kind of don't know how to describe that game. Two pick sixes, three interceptions, but four touchdowns, and everybody got a little taste taste of it. I, I kind of don't know how the, how I how I'll perceive that game when we think about the next time you play the Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> well, I think you can just uh, you don't have to perceive it anyway. You can just see it as a win, which is what it was. Some of us have two hours of pregame to fill in next time around, right? So <laughs> yeah. different uh, different goals, different uh, strokes. Uh, 204-780-6868, your direct connection to the head coach will break. We'll have some news for you. Christian Amell will jump back in, and then we'll return to talk to the head coach, Mike O'Shea. It's the Coach's Show in 680 CJOB. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. The Coach's Show brought to you by DeKalb. They're ready to be your number one Canola seed 204-780-6868 for your calls and texts for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Uh, I have to ask you, we learned yesterday that Rich Stubler passed away at the age of 74. Uh, you worked with him for a number of years as a player in Toronto. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I remember specifically walking off the field uh, with him from practice and we were just walking down to the uh, our locker area and, you know, he just said that he was going to, find me a few more years to play, right? Like the system was going to get me some more years and and he was absolutely right. I mean, I overstayed my welcome, I'm sure, but he uh he made a lot of fun. It wasn't like that at the beginning. Uh you know, he comes in to Toronto and he's bringing match coverage which everybody had sort of heard varying reports uh on on what match coverage was and how we were going to anyway. Um we end up being historically one of the better defenses uh, in the CFL, you know. And if, you know, if my memory serves me correctly, there was games where we would have played 30 or 40 snaps a match in a row, <laughs> you know. like, <laughs> And he, he gave us a tremendous amount of ownership over the defense. Um, he usually had a skeleton crew of coaches and a lot of dialogue uh, in the meeting rooms, a lot of, hey, here's what we need to do 
you guys get a plan together, report back to me on how we're going to attack this offensive line, you know, and then we would the next day, you know, the players would meet and it wasn't always like this, but the players would meet and we'd come, you know, with some certain things we wanted to do or the way we wanted to do it. And he would poke holes in it and fine tune it. And, um, you know, and Orlando Steinauer was running the back end too. And just a tremendous opportunity for growth and learning uh, under him. And he made it a lot of fun. We, you know, at a certain point in the year, having run that coverage so often and, you know, we're perfecting it and as teams would come up with something that would work against it, we would be a step ahead or figure something out. And, and Stubes was creative in that regard. And, um, you know, you've done this so many times we have, we have a fair bit of time on our hands. So we started playing Frisbee on day three or walk through and then it was kickball and or it was kickball first probably and then bat ball and then uh dodgeball and you know the offense would be so angry because they'd be working through all their plays and we'd be down there having a great old time waiting for practice to start basically doing this walkthrough because we already done it run match so many bloody times anyway we had a we had a riot doing it. I remember the uh, 04 Grey Cup where we had a a big dodgeball tournament, you know, game in the snow, the defense, and I don't think the BC Lions were too happy about that because uh, how could they be doing this in Grey Cup week, not taking it seriously or whatever they were thinking? That's just what we did. In advance of playing in the Grey Cup, instead of like practice, you guys played dodgeball in the snow. Yeah, it was awesome. That's incredible. But it, they were always competitive. We always had a draft. The teams were never the same. Sometimes we, you know, once in a while, we'd invite the offense down to go offensive versus defense in kickball or something, dodgeball or whatever. And uh, there was, you know, method to that madness. We were a tight, tight group. We relied on each other. We all were always competing. Um, and it was really cool. You know, after that, dodgeball game and practice the entire defense showed up and we met till all hours of the night going through every stitch of film we could wow ordered food in and i mean that's how you win games right so um very fond memories a lot of a lot of texting back and forth with guys very sad day for a whole group of guys that had been around him he was an extremely bright mind in the CFL and wonderfully quirky that everybody can remember all the funny little things he would say and do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Stubler coached with six teams by my count in the Canadian football league over gosh, started in 1983 and was an Argos assistant in 2021. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a life yeah, well lived life, in football. Yeah. Five time great cup champion coached with a lot of good coaches and made a lot of people better. Yeah. That's uh, rich Stubler passing away yesterday let's go into the phone lines and welcome in peter's been patient enough with us peter thanks for uh, hanging on with us uh, you're on with the head coach mike o'shea well thanks for taking my call guys uh congratulations on another great win coach and i have a simple question for you uh, uh do you review the offensive and defensive game plans and if so how much input do you have into that yeah, um, I sort of rotate around the meeting rooms and listen to the the installs. Uh, I sit in with the offense 
you know, a little bit split the time with the offense and defense in terms of when they're going through the planning. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, press anything. Like we're well past the point of me saying, here's how I'd like something to look or, or, you know, here's a play I'd like to see. It's, we are well down that road. I don't ever do that really anymore. And, and our coaches are so good. I would never have it really, uh, any great input in that regard. Um, and I guess along the lines, if there was something, I would feel absolutely comfortable and the coaches would either tell me that we can't do that because that doesn't make any sense or they'd say, yeah, we'll, we'll put that in. But that was, uh, that was a whole pile of years ago when I used to um, try to say more on how I'd like it to look and, it's, well, it's sure. Going and, pretty and you good. Got, you it's got going pretty good now. You got great coaches there. That's for sure. Uh, I was just wondering if you, if you, uh, if you, if you reviewed it. I thought you might, but you never know. I thought because they have so much experience, you just kind of went, "Okay, boys, do whatever you like." <laughs> you know, I look at it. Yeah, it, it really is. Do do what you like. They're so smart, and they they understand. We've been together so long. Uh, the core of us have been together so long. They know exactly what it's going to take to win and they have a great understanding and they're all unbelievable coaches. So I, I tend to leave them be, but they're very gracious. I got questions or, you know, something I want to say. They let me down gently when they realize it's going down a rabbit hole. That's going to bear no fruit. Well, obviously you guys know what you're doing. So, uh, okay. Take, uh, take care. And can I give a shout out to an old friend of mine, Tom? Please do Peter. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, Tom. How you doing, bud? Give me a call if you like. I'm in the Interlake phone book. Take care, my friend. Thank you, guys. Bye. Peter, thanks for being with us. Now, what if you walked down to one of those meeting rooms and the defense was playing kickball? What would happen as head coach? Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. I'm not sure that can happen nowadays. Too much social media and media attention that would say you're not taking your job seriously enough or whatever it is. Uh, I think the guys have fun you know, and they just do it in a different way. But yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time with Stoops. Like I said, we were, we were good football team. We had a good football teams. We won a bunch of games. We competed hard. And once again, the defense from what I can recall was, was, uh, pretty stingy. Yeah. You know, so all his defenses were stingy. It seemed like, there's, there had to be something he saw that went. This is the way to. This is the way to interact with this crew and to to coach these guys. To yeah, be, we we had a lot of that's fun amazing. working together. The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. Right now, save up to fifty dollars a bag on DeKalb canola seed. Terms and conditions apply. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea, and he loves it when I ask him questions about players' health and roster lineups. So, uh, Cameron and Robert both want to know when will Janarian Grant be reactivated? Yeah, I'm sure sooner rather than later, but not soon enough. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, he's he's working towards it. However long it's going to take, we won't put him out there unless he's healthy. And when he's healthy, oh my goodness, you know why, you know exactly, I mean, you know as well as anybody why Cameron and, and Robert are both asking about that. Peter is with us on the phone line. Peter, thank you for your patience waiting through the commercial break. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. 
Well, hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, congratulations on another great win. And before my question, I, I just want to say as a season ticket holder, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers are a class act, top-notch organization, top to bottom, bottom to top. I couldn't be happier with, with the way I'm treated as a fan and, and uh, the engagement uh, the, of the uh, head office with the fans. I really appreciate that. They really do a good and, job, uh, don't they, Peter? They Like, they really do. Fantastic job, fantastic job. Now, now to my question, I, um, I've often thought about a couple of the games we've had this year where, you know, we've, we've been a little slow out of the gate. And I've, I've said to my buddies, uh, it's kind of an ag- analogous to a cat playing with its food, you know, like you're, you're kind of playing with it, playing with it, then you pounce and, and destroy, right? Um, and I, I've seen a few games where we started off slow, and then I know you go into the locker room, and at halftime you come out, you've made all the adjustments. And what is that process? Uh, like when you give up 100 yards rushing in the first half, and then you just shut down the running game in the second half, what is that process? Is that the coaches talking it through? Is it the players taking some ownership? Is that uh, just a group discussion? Like, without giving away any trade secrets, how do you flip that switch when your your start isn't as strong as you want the start to be? Yeah, it's all of it. Uh, once again, I think it's about, uh, I don't think they wait, honestly, till halftime. Um, you know, with the technology they have now, the iPad systems, you go to the sideline after every series and they look through um all the plays and they make the corrections pretty well instantaneously. The group of players we have out in the field right now, they, they already know you don't need to tell them um, that they've made a mistake. They know exactly what they've done. If they don't know exactly what they've done, they come off, they ask the coach and they have an answer right away. I don't, I, you know, 30 minutes into the game, I don't know that you can afford to wait that long. Although it appears like that. Um, Certainly, uh, when they go in at halftime, there's just a little more, you know, there's 16 minutes of time to communicate more about some data and where we think the game's going, let's say. So the defensive staff meets and the offensive staff meets separately. Then they go in the dressing room and they talk to the players. Uh, offensively, what they'll do is they go through the call sheet, uh, look at what they've called. Um, you know, Marty and Buck uh, will be talking about what runs they like going forward, what the defense has given them, uh, you know, Bergs and uh, Jay will have their input in terms of either run game or pass game. And basically Buck just goes down the call sheet and, and starts circling stuff he likes going forward. And um, yeah, it's, it's pretty well the same process. Uh, we certainly don't like to start slow by any means, but I don't know that there's any magic formula um, to what happens at halftime. I think they're, they're dialing into it you know, pretty, pretty quickly into the first quarter, they're trying to dial it in as to what it's going to take. Right. Sometimes it just takes a little longer, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I mean, it, it seems, uh, I've, I've never questioned when we'll come back. If we've started slow, it's, it's how, and, and we're going to come back. And, uh, I mean, the, the team and the culture of the team is, is phenomenal. And, uh, I congratulate you for that. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun being a bomber fan the last few years and i've been one for a long time oh it's been a lot of fun being a bomber coach in the last few years let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) all right well best of luck uh uh, looking forward to that next great cup yeah thanks thanks a lot peter thank you for your call appreciate you being with us at 204-780-6868 it's a lot of fun being the coach but did you get that giant burger that had the coil of sausage and 20 pierogies that was available this past week's game. I did not even see that. You, 
as the you're the head I coach, you can have that delivered to your office. It's hard enough to get a hat sometimes. <laughs> ba- pound and a half of meat in a bag of Ariba chips. Like there's the the foodstuffs that I don't uh, get access to, having to be uh, occupied during the game. They are the Bombers do a tremendous job of from what ninety minutes for the game to an hour after the game. It is, and then obviously the three hours in the middle. Uh, I'm with Peter a hundred percent. On uh, on his his thoughts. We have a few minutes left. Uh, Green Bay Packers, three down nation reporting. The Green Bay Packers have uh, released Tyrell Ford, or maybe putting him on the practice roster. Who knows where that will go? How closely are you watching things like that? Tyrell would be under. Yeah. If he came back to the CFL, he'd be with you until twenty twenty five, or the Bombers would have his rights. Yeah. I, you know, there's a bunch of us that would look daily at all the transactions um, from any league ours, somebody else's league, you know, um, and you certainly follow the guys that are, that are down there that you have, um, a little more knowledge about, but the truth is they, they, there's a lot of time still has to pass before you realize, figure out what exactly somebody's going to do. Right. So, uh, some of these guys, they, they realize once they get the taste, they realize they've got a, you know, a real opportunity and they're just going to keep sticking with it and try and find the next team. But just because he's been waived doesn't mean he's not going to be part of the team. He could just be added to the practice roster in a day or two or however it works. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I, we always wish these guys were, well, like you, you don't want them back prematurely. You're not, we're not, uh, you know, we'd 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 like him to do well and and you know exhaust all those opportunities and have a fruitful career we're not trying to bring guys back you know selfishly yeah <laughs> right like i get it we we we're in charge of winning for the bombers too but there's a human element to it that says he's a good kid he's got certain athletic traits that the nfl likes and he should exhaust those opportunities really yeah uh, jacksonville also releasing nathan rourke Curious to see if he'll go on their practice roster or what he might do next. And another CFL name, Dakota Shepley, was released by, I want to say, it was Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Dakota Shepley, the UBC and former Saskatchewan Rough Riders offensive lineman uh, who was uh, seemed pretty good back in the day. He uh, he told me about a Weezer album back in the day, so I was I owe him forever uh, on that. Uh, news from the Riders camp, they signed kicker Ryan Meskel today in advance of Labor Day, uh, I haven't seen any reports about Brett Lother, but uh, they signed a kicker formerly of the Edmonton Elks. And uh, Labor Day is upon us. Uh, with, when you get to Labor Day Classics, what do you start to think of? Do you have any Labor Day memories that you enjoy? Is it just super annoying that practice now has to come with these giant loudspeakers to deafen the, deafen yeah, the offense? Yeah, that's, that's not... Pleasing, but it's interesting, the Labor Day stuff. Like, I remember going to a Labor Day game when I was at Guelph. That would be the first sort of recollection, I guess. And then playing in the both sides of the Hamilton-Toronto QEW series, you know, when uh, the stadium in Hamilton was certainly a little more dangerous for a Toronto fan, uh, you know. Um, and then this rivalry out here is, I would say, is second to none, really. It's, you have two loud, rabid fan bases that uh, come from all over the province and also travel well to every stadium. 
You know, mm-hmm. I think it used to be that the SAS jerseys would show up at every stadium, but now you see Bombers jerseys at every stadium, you every away stadium you go to. The the rivalry is huge. I would say it's it's not the longest, obviously, because Toronto has been playing football for 153 years or whatever it is now. Um, but it's fantastic to be a part of it. Yeah, it is Sunday. It is Bombers at Riders. 20 to 18 last season. Can't wait to see uh, what there will be this season. Coach, back to practice on Wednesday, I would guess. I haven't seen officially, but uh, all the practice reports on Twitter at DT on OB. And of course, within the sports show right here on 680 CJOB with Christian Amel. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for your texts and calls. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed where you will get the coaches show directly to your phone. Uh, plus all our games and all our great bomber content. This is the coaches show on 680 CJOB.